Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are on a mission to make a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. It's a journey, and we're all walking it together. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. Well, y'all, welcome to No Limits. This is the best place to be on a Sunday morning. Aren't y'all glad you're here? I'm glad you're here. Oh, y'all aren't glad? Well, you know, I am. So I'll, I'll take it for all of us. If you're joining us online, I just want to say, hey, thanks for being with us. We're really glad that you're here. We're continuing a series today called God of Miracles. It's time to start seeing signs and wonders on the regular. Wouldn't you agree? They've all, the miracles of God have always been available. We're just learning how to cooperate through this series. It's good stuff. But for those of you who don't know me, my name's Cade, and I'm the lead pastor here at No Limits alongside my wife, Beth. And here at No Limits, we're on a mission of making a difference in the lives of others. We want to help you know God, because getting closer to God is the most important thing you're going to do in your life. But we want to help you find freedom, because a lot of people, they get to that point where they know God, but they don't take that next step into freedom, freedom from sin, freedom from guilt. Like, there's so much freedom that Jesus has for you, and we want to help you walk in that, and we also want to help you discover your purpose, so you can get out there and make a difference in the lives of others. And the goal we're reaching for is actually found in Ephesians 3.20, which says that God's able to do what? Infinitely more than we could ask or think. But we got to let his power work through us. That's, that's the condition right there in that scripture. So that's what we're after. That's why we're called No Limits Church. So go ahead and look at whoever's next to you right now and say, yo, it's time to take the limits off. What have we been doing all this time? You know, this month we have the kiddos here in service with us, and this is intentional, y'all. Not too long ago, I was studying the ministry of Jesus, and I realized that the kids were always around whenever Jesus was ministering to the adults. And I was like, hmm, I think Jesus might have set the example for us. I think it's good for the kids to have age-specific learning going on in their classes, but it's also good for them to be in here with us sometimes so that we can all get closer to God together. So, hey, kiddos in the room, can you wave at me? Can you say hi? I want you all to know that I'm really glad that you're in here. And actually, you know what? Every adult in this room is really glad that you're here. So if you're sitting next to a kid, can you just give them a big high five right now? We're so glad you're here. But one more thing, kids, I got a special assignment for you this morning. Now, don't, don't tell the adults sitting next to you, but they have a hard time paying attention, especially when there's like some extra noise in the room. So can you all do me a favor and help the adults out and just be extra quiet today? Like, I get it. If you need to talk to your friend or your mom, that's cool. Maybe write them a note or just wink at them or, or wait till after service. Can you all do that for me? Let's just help the adults out this morning and be extra quiet. You all got this. All right, y'all, let's continue this series. Like I said, most people believe that God withholds miracles. They think that he only dishes them out when he wants to, as he wants to, when we've done everything perfect. And it's actually this kind of incorrect thinking that is keeping us from seeing miracles on a regular basis. So the miracle already exists. He promised you healing. He promised you protection. He promised you provision. So if you don't have these things in your life, it's because you haven't learned how to receive them. So step one to seeing miracles happen in our midst on a regular basis is to realize this isn't God's fault. Can you all say that? This isn't God's fault. He's not withholding from me. It's your own unbelief. It's your own wrong thinking that keeps you from seeing the miracles of God in your life. And the core scripture for this series is found in Mark chapter 11. And I gave you the backstory to this scripture last week. And it's a pretty good story. So if you missed that, I encourage you to go listen to it on our website. But in this chapter, Jesus gives us four things we need to do to see miracles. Can you go ahead and put that on the screen, Ethan? Let's, let me read this to you. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. There's number one. 
I tell you the truth. You can say, there's number two, to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it'll happen, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt. There's number three in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything and if you believe that you've received it, it'll be yours. But when you're praying, first forgive anyone who's holding a grudge against you so that your father in heaven will forgive your sins too. So in this short little message from Jesus that he gave his disciples, he gave us four things that determine our ability to receive miracles. And here they are. He'll put them on the screen for you. One, have faith in God. Two, speak your faith. Three, remove the doubt. And four, forgive others. And last week we talked about faith, have faith in God. And we learned that faith is believing God even when I don't see it, right? Faith is praising God even when I don't feel like it. Faith is giving to God even when it's inconvenient. And faith is trusting God even when I don't understand, And after this message, my good friend Mason back there that runs our live stream every Sunday, he gave me just the perfect modern day parable about faith. So I wanted to share that with you guys. It's so good. In this story, there's a woman by the name of Beth. She's not in here to back herself up because I think she had to take our daughters to the potty. So I hope she listens to this later because she would be shaking her head right now and be like, why do you always got to tell these stories about me? Well, she's always first on my mind. So if I'm going to think up a parable, it's going to be about her. But anyways, Beth, she pulled out her phone one day and opened, and the Amazon app just kind of called out her name, right? And so she opened it up and she found something that she couldn't live without. So she pressed that buy now button, Right. What happened next is the most amazing part of this story. She went about her day just trusting that pushing a digital button would somehow make something physical show up at her door two days later. She didn't worry whether it'd come or not. She knew that she ordered it, so she knew it was on the way. Actually, she didn't even think about it again. So when it showed up at her door, she was like, well, what is this? She opened it up and she said, oh, yeah, duh. I already ordered that, right? So this is like the perfect picture of faith. When you extend your faith for healing, for finances or whatever, it's like buying something on Amazon. It may not show up immediately, but you know you set it in motion and it is on the way. You don't worry, you don't fret, you simply trust God. Are y'all getting this? Can you have more faith in God than you have in Amazon? Yeah. So thank you, Mason, for that awesome parable. That was good stuff. So step one is have faith in God. And today we're going to talk about step two, speak your faith. But I'm not the one delivering the message today. Every time I was thinking about this message, I had a couple show up in my mind. There was a vision of them speaking, and it was Tim and Darla. So Tim and Darla, come on up here. They're bringing us the word today. Y'all, Tim and Darla are such a gift to our church. They are both anointed to preach the word of God. And wow, I'm just... I feel so blessed that God called you here to No Limits. I'm glad you guys are here. So I'm excited for the word. Y'all are going to be blessed by this. You ready? I'm going to get you a different stand, though, because that one's kind of wobbly, but. Here you go. Okay. I'll grab that for you. I'll let you start. All right. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and we just ask that you open our hearts and you open our minds, and that, uh, that we just receive what you have for us here today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, when... Uh, when Daryl and I were getting ready for this, uh, those of you that know me pretty well, I, I'm going to use a chair because it keeps me from wandering. Plus, Mason's much happier with me if I stay in one place. I don't, but that's all right. Uh, but when we were getting ready for this, I had like four bullet points, and then Darla had like six pages. You know, it's like, version. yeah, of course, you know, everybody knows that she's got some amplified going on. So, 
Before we got to, I'm going to tell a little bit on myself here before we get started. One of the things, if you notice, all of the four things that we've covered so far, uh, all of these things um, can be solved greatly if you have your own quiet time. Okay, uh, the increasing of your faith, the, uh, the peace in your life, the prayer for your family, all of these things, you really need to have a, a prayer time. Now, I, would, I got saved in 1982. Yikes. And uh, it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And uh, I have always struggled with getting a personal prayer time. And uh, everybody in here is going, oh, my God. The Holy Spirit, every one of us, if you haven't already established your, your, your prayer time, I guarantee you the Holy Spirit has been giving you that nudge, right? So for how many years? Good Lord, how many years has the, has the Holy Spirit said, I want a prayer time with you? Now, I'm the kind of guy that when I jump out of bed, when the alarm goes off, from the time the alarm goes off to the point where I'm sitting at my desk at work is only about 40 minutes. Okay, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a motivated individual. That's just how I roll. My wife, on the other hand, uh, she gets up at about 5, so she can leave at what, 7.45? 7.15. Yeah, 7.15. So she needs a good two-hour head start, whereas I do not. Now, as I was, I was like, Father, I just, this morning thing, you're going to have to work on this with me. Now, I'm not, it's not that I'm not a morning person, it's that I don't want to, and I hate to put it this way, but this is what we're all thinking, right? We don't want to waste any time. Ow, Right? All right, so again, I'm telling on myself, this is all me. She's, she's already had it figured out for a while yet. You know, so, um, well, you know, about three months ago, I started waking up. Uh, I don't have to get up till like 6.30, 6.40, something like that. But I started waking up at like 6 for no reason, right? Okay, so I go to sleep. And I'm like, oh, man, and it doesn't work. And, of course, being me, it took me about three months to figure this out. So, uh, I mean, I'm getting woke up every day at the same time. I'll tell you what. And the Holy Spirit says, why don't, as long as you're just sitting here and you're just awake, and Darla won't, she won't come in once, uh, you know, once she's gone and doing her thing, she won't bother me. He says, why don't you go ahead and start your prayer time? And so I said, hey, that's not a bad idea. So I did. <laughs> And I said, okay, Holy Spirit, I will, do a holy, I, will, I will do a quiet time with you if you'll wake me up. I won't set an alarm, but if you'll wake me up every day, then I'll, I'll use that time, and that's what we'll do. And he has. And so it's been effortless for me. So he actually, he comes to me, and we, we pray, or I pray, and we talk. And, and I encourage you, it says, I, and I have... This bothers me too, but there's something, there's like three, four different points in the Bible where it says do it in the morning. And now I know why. Because it set me up for the whole rest of my day. It actually made me powerful the rest of the whole of my day. I'd actually get up and I'm, I'm actually nearly invincible before I even get out of the house. Right? So anyway, and the reason why I bring this up is in order to speak your faith, you actually have to have a foundational knowledge of your faith in your heart in the first place. Where do you get this? Well, you do it in your own, you do it in your own prayer time. If you want signs and wonders to follow you, you have to do what Jesus did. And one of the things that he did was he got up in the morning and he prayed and he got his marching orders, as Darla likes to call them. Uh, so you establish your own prayer time, and when you do this, you meditate, you get the word, and you put it in your eyes and your ears. Now, here's another thing. If you've been spending 
two hours a day listening to CNN and then a uh, five minutes looking at your scripture calendar and you're considering that your prayer time, what's going to happen is, is your mind is going to conform to whatever you put the most into it. So if you put news and the world stuff into your minds all the time, but don't put any word into it, guess what's coming out of your mouth? And it won't be good. So what we do then is we get, this is the difference between, and I'm not going to go deep into this because I know that I could easily get rolling on this, but there, once you get the scripture into your eye hole and into your ear hole and get it worked down, it eventually hits your spirit. Now, us as Christians, we've had lots of times when we, wrote, we read this, the Bible, and we, in our minds we said, this is what I do, I did it, I receive it, but you didn't ever hit it here. All you're doing is giving it mental assent. Basically, you're, you're, with your mind, you're saying, okay, that's right, but it hasn't hooked up with your spirit. Until it hooks up with your spirit, it doesn't do anything, right? So... The more time that I spend in the Word, I've found in these mornings that the Word is coming alive. I mean, I've been studying the Scripture a long time. I'm a, a victory and an ORU grad. I've been in the Word. I know, you know, I've grown up in the Word. But now that I've spent some time in the morning with my Father, these the Scriptures are coming alive, They're going in my ears and in my eyes and coming out and hitting my spirit. Let me say something real quick there. I knew you were, I knew you were coming. Give me the microphone. <laughs> I, I just want to add um, that, that getting it from your mind into your spirit, that's, where it, well, that's what it means when the word says that you are grounded, that you are grounded in the word, you're grounded in love. That's getting it from here to here. Because once you get it in the spirit... Nobody can change your mind. You're grounded. You've got some deep roots in there. Any storm can come. It's not going to blow you over. Okay? Your roots are deep. So take that time, that meditation time, that personal prayer time to get yourself grounded so that when things come at you, you're just like, whatever. Okay? That's the position you need to be in for the miracles to follow. The, because then the Holy Spirit can tell you something, and then you react to it, and then you're already grounded, ready to go. You're charged. All right, uh, did we want to read Isaiah? Yes. Okay, she want, I'm going to read these because she likes me to read them. Isaiah 43, 25 through 26. All right, here we go. You ready? Are we doing it in Amplified? Amplified Classic. It's much better. She's not wrong. I, even I, am he who blots out and cancels your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Okay, so even if you haven't been doing a a, a, a prayer time up to now, there's no condemnation. Get with the Holy Spirit and say, do like you did with Tim, you know, just help me out here. And, And he did, and he'll be happy to do that because he wants to spend time with you more than you even want to spend time with him. Anyway. Put in remembrance. Remind me of your merits. Now, by merits, your merits, he's talking about the the uh, covenant that he has with you. When you uh, when you took Jesus's blood as your covenant, these are the merits. Jesus's merits. So you're coming to the you're coming to the Father, and you're saying, "Let us plead and argue." Now, did you want to talk about that argue? Yeah. Okay, so this isn't arguing like you would argue with a person, okay? 
This argue means you are staking your claim. You're stating your case. Okay, so a lawyer, when he's up there um, and they're, they're debating their, their case and they're pleading their case, he is stating the truth. What is our truth? Our truth is the word. The word is truth. Okay, so we are, we are standing before him, reminding him of our covenant that we have with him, reminding him of what his word says, reminding him of the truth, and then, then he says, yeah, that's right, I'm going to do that. Okay, so speak that word, remind him of what that word says. Father, your word says in this scripture, this, this, and this, whatever scripture you're standing on. Remind him of it. I'm reminding you that your word says that when I make you my refuge, when I make you my holy place, when I make you my, I put my trust in you, you're going to take care of this. So I count that as done. You're going to take care of this. Thank you very much. And then you go on. Amazon. <laughs> Are we going to Jeremiah? Didn't say that part. <laughs> he who blots out and cancels your transgressions for my own sake. What he's saying is, is that when, I, when he gives you a promise, he wants you to bring it up to him. For his own sake, he wants to give it to you. Uh, yeah, well, here, let me, let me get to this one. <laughs> And then, and then you can roll, all right? Because I know that it's going to be no stopping you after that. <laughs> all right, now the King, New King James says to declare. And to declare is to announce the facts and stand your ground. That's you speaking. Okay, that's you taking the word that's been going into your eye holes and your ear holes. And you're speaking it with your spirit and you're declaring it. And you're saying this is truth. This is absolute. This is what I'm standing on. That's where the miracles come from. That's what gets backed up by God himself. Because in Jeremiah 1.12, young Ethan Bill, in Jeremiah 1.12, of course, the amplified version, it says, then said the Lord to me. Okay, here we go again. There's a prayer time. You have seen well, for I am alert and active watching over my word to perform it. Woo! So basically he's saying, you get that into your spirit. I, I can see he wants to preach this part right here. He's about ready to jump up. And he's going to do one of those, I am the Lord, uh, say as, uh, you're the best at that, man. I dig it. All right. So he's watching over his word to perform it. What's happening? He's waiting. It's, and again, it's not unlike Amazon, and then they're waiting for that button. Bang! And as soon as you give him his word, as soon as you say, God, you said this, I claim this, it's mine, I receive it, he's like, woo, it's time. He's ready to be, he's active and alert, watching over his word to perform it. <laughs> and off we go. <laughs> All right, so he's listening and he's waiting for you to speak the word. Okay, so let's, let's go on then to say, well, what's in your heart? If you're, um, if you're spending that time and you're getting yourself grounded, then you're going to be grounded in good ground, right? You're going to be settled in good ground. Um, but if you're not, if you're sitting in there in the CNN or um, just even just not even paying attention to anything, you know, 
then, then you're not going to have good stuff to be grounded in. You've got some loose, sandy soil that as soon as a, a wind comes, you're just going gonna to lose it. Because in Matthew 12, 34, and in Luke 6, 45, it says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay, so you've got at least two scriptures right there that tell you that whatever you're meditating on is what you're going to say, whether it's good or bad. So you've got to meditate on the good stuff. And a good way to tell this is if you're under stress, what comes out of your mouth? That's that. Yeah, when you're squeezed, what comes out? That's how you know what's in there in abundance. So those thoughts that you meditate on, um, that's, if you meditate on it long enough, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. So when you're um, mumbling about and complaining about something, um, then and you just kind of under your breath, and that's going to come out of your mouth, okay? And you can't let that happen. you got to make sure you take control of those thoughts and put your thoughts lining up with what God's thoughts are. So you've got to take control of those because it eventually will come out. I had another thought, but I lost it. So let's go on to Isaiah 55. Line your thoughts up with what God says, with his thoughts, okay? For Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So if you want to see signs, miracles, wonders in your life and affect other people's life with that, you got to get your thoughts lined up with what God's thoughts are. Yeah, and the, an interesting thing about this is that in the, when the Bible says to humble yourselves, all it's talking about is it's saying, think that you're, realize that your thoughts aren't like mine. Realize that your ways aren't like mine and submit to the way God does things. As soon as you figure out that you're not as smart as he is, you humble yourself. You realize, let's do it your way from here on out. And I'm old enough finally where I can say, I've tried it my way, and it does not work very well. (laughs) So if you want things to change in your life, so I I had this... um, this thought that if you get up and the first things out of your mouth are just, oh, man, why isn't it Friday yet? Why do I have to get to work? Or, hello, mountain, good to see you this morning. You're still there. <laughs> that, you, you can't do that. you got to speak to that mountain, right? That's what the Mark 11, 23, 24, 25 is. You speak to that mountain. You tell it to go. And if you see it there in the morning, don't acknowledge it. You just say, I thank you that you were gone. I thank you, Lord, that you took care of that. That mountain's not there anymore. And you get your thoughts lined up with his thoughts. You start saying his words, and then you're going to get God's results, right? And core scripture, right? Ephesians 3.20, you got to think big. So I've been reading a lot about Elisha this Mm. last week. Man, that guy. Yeah, that's impressive. So he's the one you guys might remember that had um, the widow, um, the um, prophet's widow came up and said, the, the guys are here, I owe them money, they're about to take my kids, what do I do? And he says, what do you have? And she said, I have a little bit of oil. So he said, go get some pots from your neighbors, don't get a few, and then fill it. Close your door and fill it. 
So he, she went and got some big pots, and she filled and filled and filled until she had enough to pay her debt, and then that's when the oil stopped replacing itself, okay? So if she had just gotten some itty-bitty jars, just a few of them, she would still be in the same place where she was at the beginning. She wouldn't have had her debt paid off, but she thought big. He said, don't get a few, so she didn't. So you've got to think big because... In the Amplified Version of Ephesians 3.20, it says, To him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is work within us is able to carry out his purpose. So he carries it out. He's got a purpose, and he will carry it out. He is able to do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think. Now, see, when I dare, man, I'm thinking big. But he is still super abundantly far over, above all, even all that I dare. In my human, tiny thinking, he is thinking way bigger than that. So he is able to do more than we ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. So what are your dreams? You got some big dreams? Think bigger. Okay, God's got something bigger for you. Don't think small pot. Think big pot. Think many big pots. Okay, because he is able to do infinitely more that you can even dream about. But you got to start small. Okay, think big, but start small. Start small by stepping out in faith, speaking his word, and being obedient to those marching orders, those instructions that he gives you. In the mornings, okay? He's got something for you, a purpose for you every single day. You're going to have somebody come across your path that he wants you to touch. He wants you to affect their lives by just a kind word, a kind gesture, um, uh, taking them out to lunch, whatever it is. He will guide you in that, so you be obedient in that. Even if it's just they're going through something, go pray for them, or just pray for them now. You don't have to be with them to pray for them, okay? So God wants to do big and mighty things for you. He wants to reveal himself as strong. He wants to perform signs and miracles and wonders through you to help others. Because let me tell you, it's not all about just you. It's not all about me, okay? This isn't my prosperity. This isn't my healing. This isn't my peace. Yes, he's going to give that to me, but that's going to help me get something to somebody else. Okay, so get your quiet time to get yourself in order so you can get out there and help somebody else. Okay, but it's not about you. Love is not about you. Okay, so let's go to 2 Chronicles 16, 9. In the Amplified, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of those whose hearts are blameless towards him. Okay, he wants to show himself strong for you. So spend that time in the quiet time. Get your instructions. Get yourself built up and speak your faith. Speak to that mountain. Speak his word to that mountain. Don't just speak to the mountain. Speak his word to that mountain and claim that as yours. Because it says, believe in your heart, speak out of your mouth. And that's how you get God's ways. Okay, that's how you get his results. That's how you speak your faith. Whoo! Hallelujah.
Oh, I got to read that one again. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. They run, looking back and forth. He's going like this. Who's going to do it? Who's, who's going to activate? Who's going to ask me for something? Who's going to go big? Who's going to light up? Woo! Who's going to step out? That's right. For throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of those whose hearts are blameless towards him. Now, here's the thing that you could feel a lot of you going, well, I'm not blameless. Well, you are. <laughs> That's the beauty of it because we're not relying on our own righteousness. It doesn't make any difference what we've done. If we come to Jesus and we say, Jesus, man, I've been blowing it, but I want to do better from here on out. Show me how. And he says, you got it. I've been looking to and fro, waiting for you to ask me that. You know, and he was looking to and fro, looking to asking, waiting for me to ask for a good uh, prayer time. And then he, and he met me there. And she said, now the, the last thing that we had to say too is that you have to watch what you say negatively also. Uh, you have to be very, 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 very careful that what you say lines up with the word of God because you can, you know, speaking out stuff that is not faith will mess things up. So, so be careful. A good way to tell that is uh, after you've said something, say, and that's exactly how I want it. <laughs> and if it is how you want it, agree with yourself and say, yep, that's how I want it. But if you go, yikes, I do not want what I just said, then take those words back and speak the word over them, okay? And speak the right word. Amen. All right, so real quick, Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And we thank you and we praise you for just opening our hearts and our minds to, to your word and to your presence so we can see the signs and the miracles for these people every time we walk by them. We can be like, the, we can be like those guys that were just walking by a blind dude and their shadow hits him. We can be like all those guys. We can be more than that if we will just simply line up with you and do it the way you want it, Father. And we just ask that you renew our hearts, renew our minds, and place your word in it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here, we'll just hand it back over to, to Cade because I have this sneaky feeling. He's got more. <laughs> Good word, guys. Thank you. I could just sense some of y'all saying, I don't know if I'll ever get to a place where Tim and Darla are. I don't know if I'll ever get to a place where Kate and Beth are. I just don't know if I can have that many quiet times. I'm so behind already, but I just want to strike that unbelief down right now because you can have exact... You, so there's this, there's this misunderstanding about faith. We think faith grows. How many of y'all have thought, that I want to grow in my faith? I just need to grow in my faith to be able to see these miracles. But faith doesn't grow. God gives you faith whenever you say yes to Jesus. It's planted right down on the inside of you. All the faith you'll ever need. The power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives where? In you. So faith doesn't grow. It's already there. And Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You guys remember that from last week? And so I looked up the Hebrew word or the Greek word for, for comes. I was like, what does that mean? Because it didn't say faith grows by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It says faith comes. And that literally means come up out of. It's already in there. When you hear the word of God, it comes up out of you. Y'all, your faith doesn't have to grow. You just have to get to a place to where the word of God is louder than your doubt. It's louder than your unbelief. It's louder than CNN and the fake news. It's louder. You're the only one that laughs at the fake news. Y'all just heard that too many times. It's not even funny anymore. Dang it. I got to retire that joke. Faith doesn't grow. It comes up out of you. Are y'all getting something out of the series already? I'm so excited to see y'all walk in faith. 
Miracles, signs, wonders going to happen, not just here at church. This isn't just for things to happen here at church. I want to see these things happen in your daily lives. I want to see you go pray for your coworker and they're instantly healed. Man, it's going to be good stuff. And the first step of faith that any of us ever makes is to have faith in Jesus Christ. We extend our faith and we said, Jesus, you know, what you did 2,000 years ago, you went to the cross and you took a beating and you died on the cross for my sins. You took the weight of the world upon your shoulders and you demolished it whenever you died on the cross. And when you raised to life, you gave me new life. And that's the first thing that we have to have faith in. That's the first thing that we have to say, boop, by now. Just like we talked about, yep, that's going to be mine. So if you have yet to put your faith in Jesus and say yes to Jesus, today's your day. That's your first step of faith. And it's, it's as simple as that. You confess Jesus is my Lord. I want Jesus to lead my life. I believe that what, Je- what it says about the word, what it says about Jesus in the word of God, I believe that that's true. Amen. So if that's you, if you want to do that today, that's all you do. You, it's, a, it's a decision that you make in your heart. You confess with your mouth, say Jesus is Lord. I know that most of us have done that in the, in the room already. So let's just go ahead and say that together. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Y'all, it's that simple. By now, it's yours. And if you made that decision today for the first time, there is a journey that's ahead and we want to help you that's along that journey. We don't want you to have to do this alone. And uh, we can't help you though if we don't know. So we just set up a real easy way for you to tell us. You text the word Jesus to 918-373-9883. Seriously, we want to walk alongside that with you. It's going to be a good time. Now you guys are so faithful in your giving here at No Limits Church. Did you guys know that our needs are always met? We have no debt. Glory to God for that. Let it rain. Y'all hear the rain? That's good stuff. And on top of this, we're able to send 20% of our income to missions in the Philippines and Mexico, and also to outreach in the prisons and the Pregnancy Resource Center. And since you're so invested in our church, I also like for you guys to know the business side of things, because here at No Limits, we don't hide these things from you. Y'all, we have nothing to hide. If you ask me for a financial report, I'll just go ahead and give it to you, because there's nothing bad in there. But I want to update you guys that when we moved into this building, we signed a three-year lease And would you know it that in December, the three-year lease is over? Can you believe we've been here for three years? Here's the good news, though. We've already signed another three-year lease, so we've secured this location for another three years. And get this, the first two years of the new three-year lease, we have the same rent as we have this year. So they kept the rent the same for two more additional years, which is unheard of in commercial real estate. So what we're paying is $3,300 a month for the next two years. And that third year, they're just adding $75 a month. Y'all, I don't know if you've ever looked at commercial real estate in Owasso, but $3,300 is a smoking deal for a place like, like, like this with 4,000 square feet. But on top of that, you know, we rent out our building as an event center whenever we're not using it, and that usually covers our rent anyways. So we kind of get to use it for free. Super cool. God is good. He really is good. And here at No Limits, I want you all to know you're sowing into good ground, so don't hold back. Sow that seed and watch it grow and reap a harvest in your life, in your life, and in this church. One of those promises of the Word of God, right, Tim and Darla? He promises it. So if you're ready to give today and you're giving by cash or check, you can just raise your hand and one of our ushers will bring you an offering envelope. Most of y'all give online and that's super cool. You can do that anytime by visiting nolimits.fyi and then you tap the giving button and that'll get you where you need to go. Thank you so much for joining us and a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.